0: Are you interested in investing in football cards? Then today's video is for you. We're giving you everything you need to know to become a successful football card investor. Hello, sports card investors, and welcome back to Sports Card University. Today, we are diving into the world of football. Football cards. We're going deep to tell you everything you need to know about how to collect and invest successfully in football cards. And as you watch today's episode, make sure you have the Sports Card Investor app on your phone to follow along. It is a free app in the App Store. The Sports Card Investor app will show you which football cards are trending every single day, what they have sold for recently and it will allow you to shop for them and find the best deals right now. It's a free download in the App Store on your phone, iPhone, and Android. Just search for Sports Card Investor in the App Store. And if you haven't yet, give this video a little like right now, hit that thumbs up button, and hit that subscribe button and that bell icon. Being subscribed helps us continue to bring videos like this to you every single week. Okay, when we're talking about football card investing, one key thing you need to know right off the bat is that it really is all about the quarterback. First and foremost, quarterbacks dominate the football card investing world, especially especially for players who are currently playing. Now, this is critical to understand. Most NFL players have very short careers. Short careers tend not to make cards good ones for investing. There are lots of examples of players that have had a fantastic hot start to their NFL careers, but then quickly have massive drop-offs. And most of these examples come from running backs or wide receivers, positions that you should be a lot more concerned about investing in. Some recent examples, players like Chris Johnson, Trent Richardson, Todd Gurley, Priest Holmes, Arian Foster, Larry Johnson, Jamal Charles, all players who had very bright futures, who at one point, their cards were very valuable and sought after. But today, those cards are not worth very much anymore. Even current players like Christian McCaffrey maybe is going to fall into this boat with all the injury problems he's had recently. Or DK Metcalf, for example, who started off like a superstar but has absolutely cooled down recently. He's seen his card values go down a lot as well. Investing in quarterbacks tends to be where you want to put a lot of your focus because they tend to have longer playing careers. They're also the the headliner on the field. They're also the one that gets the most attention, the most highlights, all that type of thing. But investing in quarterbacks can also be a gamble, especially if you are investing in quarterbacks young in their career, because even a lot of top draft picks at the quarterback position don't pan out and have great careers. And if you look at quarterbacks who are veterans right now, whose cards have a lot of value, there's only a few. You've only got Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger to a degree. There's, there's not many other examples of veteran quarterbacks right now whose cards have a lot of value. And that just simply shows you how hard it is to choose a quarterback and invest in them that that they will go on and have that type of illustrious career and that their cards will still hold value years down the road. Now, football is also a little different from some of the other sports because it's much more of a team game. In sports like baseball or basketball, you can see an individual player on a bad team still become quite popular and their cards become quite valuable in the sports card hobby because of the fact that their individual performance is great. The stats that they're putting up are great. There's probably no better example of this than Mike Trout. Mike Trout in baseball remains one of the most valuable, one of the most sought-after cards of a baseball player currently playing the game today, even though his team, the Angels, have never really competed to ever do a whole lot in the playoffs. In football, though, this is rarely the case. Even a great quarterback on a team with bad wide receivers and a bad running back and a bad offensive line is going to be really limited in what they can do, and they're generally not going to put up good statistics. So you need really a complete team to help a football player become really, really good. Now notice I haven't even talked about other positions like offensive linemen or defensive players at all, because with just a few very, very rare examples, the cards of those players are generally not worth much in the sports card hobby. It starts with quarterbacks, and then there's some interest around positions like running back and receiver and tight end, but only for those players who go on to have really long, really, really exceptional careers. Now, football cards back in the 1980s and back in the 1990s were not nearly as actively collected as baseball cards or basketball cards. That was the era when baseball cards in the 80s and then basketball cards in the 90s really started to gain a lot of popularity. But collectors back then, for the most part, tended to be ignoring football. Football cards were really just for people who really only liked football and preferred it as their favorite sport, whereas baseball and basketball were considered to be much more collectible right then. And in the sports card hobby, still to this day, football is still third in popularity. Basketball cards are the most popular cards in the sports card hobby, followed by baseball cards. Now, part of this is probably due to the fact that football is mostly just a North American sport, where basketball and baseball are more global, so they see more popularity internationally. Also, in football, the players are all wearing helmets, so it's harder to get to know them personally. It's harder to see their expressions, to see their personality versus baseball or basketball, where you are much more exposed to the individual player and their persona. I think that's one of the reasons why collecting basketball and baseball cards tend to be more uh, popular and sought after as well. Now, back in the late 1980s, even though football cards weren't as popular as baseball cards back then, there were still a lot of football cards printed during the Jug era. So players who were rookies in that late 80s or early 90s time period, like Barry Sanders and Troy Aikman, their cards today still aren't worth a whole lot since there were a ton of sports cards in general printed in that late 1980s, early 1990s period. The one exception would be that if you have one of their rookie cards in gem mint condition, if it's graded, and if it has a perfect grading score, then it can have some value, but outside of that, a lot of those 1980s, late 80s, and early 90s cards not worth a lot of money, but when you're considering cards from that era or any other era of football cards prior to the current day players, if you buy Hall of Famers, the general thinking is that those cards will go up in value over time, that those cards will continue to be sought after into the future. And we'll talk a little bit more about what players you might want to invest in here in a bit. One interesting thing about football is that there are a lot of people who are very into fantasy football and some people have tried to link fantasy football performance with sports card prices. In fact, early on in this YouTube channel's history, a couple of years ago, I did a video where I compared fantasy football performance to sports card prices. But there actually wasn't a lot of correlation because what makes an exceptional fantasy football player doesn't necessarily make that that person sought after in the sports card world. Now, football cards in the most recent years have been popular. In 2020, according to eBay sales data, football cards saw an increase of 168% in sales volume compared to the year prior. Uh, So that was a nice gain for football cards. But that same year, basketball cards increase was over 300%. So you can see basketball cards continues to outpace football in terms of popularity. And baseball continues to be very, very popular as well. In fact, out of the top 30 most transacted cards in the sports card hobby, the top 30 most bought and sold graded cards in the sports card hobby in the year 2021, only one of the top 30 was a football card. One of Kyler Murray's football cards was in 29th place. On that list, all of the other cards in the top 30 were all basketball and baseball cards. Now, maybe this means that there is maybe a little more investment potential in football cards. Who knows? Because if football becomes a more sought after sport, if more people start buying and collecting football cards in the future, then it could mean a good thing for football card values overall. But whether football will ever gain that type of popularity in the hobby that the other sports have, remains a question we don't yet know the answer to. But what we do know is the companies that are currently creating football cards and the different sets that they're making, let's tell you a little bit about that now. When we talk about football card manufacturers, we have to start with Panini, because Panini is the only company right now that can produce officially licensed football cards. That means football cards that have the team logos on the cards and on the player's jersey. And as a investor, you typically want to buy those officially licensed cards, the cards with the team logos, because those are the ones that historically have retained and and gone up in value the most over the course of time. Now Panini has that license right now. You may have heard the news that Fanatics has won exclusive rights to the football card license in the future, but that's a few years down the road. So Panini is going to continue to make football cards and be the company that makes those officially licensed football cards for the next few years until Fanatics eventually takes over. Unless perhaps Fanatics acquires panini which could happen we don't know but they could acquire panini and get into the game earlier but regardless if you're buying cards today from sets that are coming out today panini is where you're going to want to start with panini manufactures sets like Donruss prism select and optic and high-end sets like national treasures and flawless we're going to talk about more of all of panini sets in just a moment But let's talk about Tops because back in the 1980s and the 1990s, Tops really had a hold on the football card market that actually extended into the 2000s as well. So many big name players from that era who were rookies back in those years, like Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, they all have their key rookie cards from Tops and Tops Chrome. There is also Bowman. Bowman cards are manufactured by Topps, and there are actually several key players over the years, again going back in time, whose important rookie cards were from Bowman. A very very notable example was Tom Brady's 2000 Bowman and Bowman Chrome cards. Those are considered to be two of Tom Brady's real key rookie cards. There's also other companies that have played a part of football card history. You may remember names like Skybox, Fleer, Upper Deck, and Score. Those are companies that made cards in the past, generally not considered as popular as Topps, uh, but they did make cards during that Topps era. So you will still see some of their cards pop up for sale on the secondary market as well, particularly for a lot of those uh, retired players, Hall of Famers, etc. Now let's talk about sets, because each of those manufacturers that I just mentioned will make different sets of cards every year under different brand names. Right now, Panini has that official license. Panini makes a bunch of different sets of football cards under different brand names every single year. You may have heard of Prism, and for good reason, because Prism is one of Panini's flagship sets. That is a very important set, both in basketball card collecting And in football card collecting, A lot of people focus in on PRISM as the set that they want to go after first from an investing standpoint. When investing in PRISM cards, it's really the parallels that a lot of investors are going after. A parallel is a variation of the base card that just simply has a different color or different finish. Some parallels are serial numbered, meaning there was only a certain number of that card manufactured every single year, and the cards are numbered sequentially up to that maximum number. One of the most popular parallels every year, one of the most sought after parallels are the gold parallels. Gold parallels in PRISM are numbered to 10. So there's only 10 gold parallels of a particular card created every single year. If you have a gold parallel of a rookie card of a key player, That card's going to be extremely valuable because there's only going to be 10 of those cards in the world. So that's a card that a lot of investors and collectors are going to go after. There's other color variations as well that are serial numbered to other numbers like, for example, serial numbered to 199 There's also parallels that are not serial numbered. The prime example of this is the silver parallel, the flagship parallel. These are a more rare version of the base card. They look very similar to the base card, the standard card, except that they have a shinier finish to them. The silver has more of a shine. That makes them the silver parallel. Again, that's Panini's version of the old kind of Topps Chrome refractor parallel. It's Panini's take on it. And those those are not numbered, but those tend to be very popular and hold a premium value for card collectors and investors because they're printed in much shorter supply. There are other parallels, some of which can be very valuable if there is a low number of them made every year. Even if they're not serial numbered, they're considered short print parallels. But then there's other parallels that are printed much more widely. Those may not have nearly as much value, such as parallels, such as green parallels, that you can find in retail boxes of Prism. So if you're curious to know the price and the types of all different kinds of Prism parallels or parallels from any card set, that's where the Sports Card Investor app is really going to help you out because it can be confusing. It can be confusing when you are buying into a set like Prism and there's a whole bunch of different parallels, which ones are rare, which ones aren't, and what are they all worth. Just go into the Sports Card Investor app. Look up your favorite player in the Sports Card Investor app. You can filter by player. You can filter by set. So you can filter down just to Prism cards if you want. And then you can swipe through all of the different Prism parallels of that particular player to get a sense of what they are worth. Other products Panini makes includes Donruss. Donruss is one of Panini's flagship brands. It is a go-to for many modern and ultra-modern players. Now, Donruss is a paper card, but they also make Donruss Optic, which is a chrome version on of the paper Donruss cards. Donruss and Donruss Optic are both very popular in the sports card hobby because the rookies in those sets contain that signature rated rookie logo. And there's a lot of investors and collectors that like to go after those cards with the Rated Rookie logo. Now, in Donruss Optic, there is also a series of parallels. One that is very popular is the Optic Hollow. Much like the Prism Silver, the Optic Hollow is a shinier version of the regular Optic base cards. It is a parallel that many people really like and many investors go after. Another popular football set is called Contenders. What's interesting is Contenders is not nearly as popular of a product in basketball, but in football, Contenders has historically been considered one of the most important rookie cards of a player. In particular, the Rookie Ticket Auto. These are hugely important football cards when you're collecting rookie cards. They're some of the most sought-after autographs in the hobby, and they tend to sell very well on the secondary market. The prime example of this is tom brady's contenders autos from his rookie year from the year 2000 those have broken record sales numbers those are some of tom brady's absolutely highest selling most sought after rookie cards whenever they come on sale on the secondary market you also have national treasures so like in basketball national treasures is a super high-end set that features some of the football card hobby's most impressive patches and autographs. And what's particularly key in national treasures are the rookie patch autographs. Those rookie cards of the players that contain both their patch of their jersey as well as their autograph, these are the card that for many players are their most sought after rookie cards and you can find those out of National Treasures. There's also Flawless, which is another very high-end set which contains very popular rookie patch autos, very high-end, very expensive as well. Select and Mosaic are also popular football sets from Panini, and they have a lot of similarities to Prism and to Optic. Now, within all of these different sets of cards, it's not just the parallels which have a lot of value there are certain insert cards that can also be very valuable for football card collectors and investors. Inserts are kind of sets within a set. They're a small run of cards that appear within a set, but they have a different design than all the rest of the cards in that set have. One very popular example of this in the football card world is Kaboom. Most recently, Kaboom has been an insert set within Absolute. So if you open up a box of Absolute cards you're hoping to get a Kaboom card in it. Kaboom cards have exploded in popularity in recent years. They are some of the most iconic and sought-after short print insert cards in the hobby today. They're very, very rare. It's very hard to get a Kaboom card. You're probably going to have to open up many boxes of absolute football before you find a Kaboom card. But when you find one, it can command a real premium on the secondary market, particularly if it is of a sought-after player. Another popular insert that is manufactured today is Color Blast. Color Blast is another really popular insert set for football. These beautiful Color Blast cards have appeared in Prism, Prism Draft Picks, and Obsidian recently for football cards. There is also stained glass. Now, many people associate stained glass with basketball cards because it was there first, but recently it has spread into football as well. You can find stained glass cards in prism and mosaic football in recent years. And much like those other insert sets I just mentioned, stained glass cards are popular on the secondary market. They can go for a lot of money, particularly if they are of a star player. Downtown is another popular insert set. A lot of people like downtown cards because of the design. They feature a background unique to the city of each player on those cards. And much like the other inserts, downtown cards can go for a lot of money if you have one of a popular player. Now, those are all insert sets from new releases today. Those are new ones that people chase after. But if you go back in the history of football cards, you'll find some other insert sets throughout time which still hold a lot of value today as well. One example is Skybox Premium's 2000 Men set. This insert set in football is analogous to the Jambalayas insert set in basketball. And there's also Precious Metal Gems cards of football players as well. This is a favorite from Metal Universe. Precious Metal Gems cards have gained serious popularity in recent years. And this applies across both sports cards as well as Marvel cards. So now that you know a bit about the manufacturers and the sets and the popular insert cards and other types of cards to go after, Let's talk about some of the players who you might want to invest in. A younger player who set the football card market on fire over the last few years is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is considered to be kind of the biggest ultra-modern star. His rookies come from the 2017 products. And many people consider him to be the safest long-term investment amongst the young players in the league. Although we'll see, you never quite know if Mahomes will ever return to the Super Bowl and have that glory. We'll see what the future holds for Patrick Mahomes. Hopefully his cards have a good ride into the future. Among those young quarterbacks that people are speculating on and taking chances on right now, Justin Herbert has been a popular one. His key rookies are from 2020, so you can find his key rookie cards in sets like 2020 Prism, Optic, Donruss, National Treasures, Immaculate, and Flawless. In fact, some of his National Treasures rookie patch auto cards have been selling in the $50,000 range recently, so a lot of people are all in on Justin Herbert. Another quarterback from that draft class who a lot of people are chasing is Joe Burrow, um, he has His cards have been exceptional as well. They've gone up in value a lot recently. And you can find his cards in those same 2020 sets as you can find Justin Herbert's cards. Uh, Kyler Murray's cards are from the year prior, 2019. Kyler Murray is an emerging star. Uh, his cards have been very, very popular. Once again, sets like Prism, Optic, Select, Donruss, as well as on the high-end National Treasures and Flawless are all big chase cards for Kyler Murray. If you want to invest in some players who are a little more proven, players who have had a history of price success in the sports card hobby in recent years, of course, you got to look no further than Tom Brady. We've mentioned him a few times already on the show. Tom Brady's rookie cards are from the year 2000, and his contender's rookie ticket auto And his Bowman Chrome rookie card are some of the very most popular cards in the football card hobby. And then you have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not quite to the level of Brady in terms of his prices, but Aaron Rodgers' tops and tops Chrome and Bowman rookie cards also command a lot of value in the sports card hobby. But it's not just those players who are playing today that you should consider. Many people consider the retired players to be better investments because their careers have already panned out. You've already known what they have done. And cards of Hall of Famers, uh, historically in the sports card hobby, have had a long history of going up in value. They tend to be more slow but steady long-term bets. Uh, One of those players, of course, would be Peyton Manning, considered one of the all-time greats. His cards historically haven't sold as well as Tom Brady's cards, despite his extreme popularity both on and off the field. But Peyton Manning's cards can be great cards to own and invest in nonetheless. You also have Emma Smith. Despite being one of the game's all-time greatest running running backs and the all-time leading rusher, Smith's cards are still pretty reasonable to attain, even in, in gen mint PSA 10 condition. That's because Smith was a rookie right during that overprinting era. So there's actually a lot of his rookie cards out there on the market. There's also Jerry Rice. Rice is one of the few exceptions to the quarterback rule. Rice's cards as a wide receiver have made an excellent investment. His key 1986 tops base card in PSA 10 condition is almost impossible to find. There's a population of just 59 of that card. Only 59 of that card exist in perfect PSA 10 condition out in the world. And that's why that card sells for very high amounts. It averaged about $74,000 over the last year on sales tracked by market movers. There's also Jerry Rice's counterpart, Joe Montana, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Of course, he won four Super Bowls, with Jerry Rice, and Joe Montana's 1981 Topps rookie card remains one of the most iconic and valuable football cards in the football card hobby to this day. Of course, there's a lot of other players from recent years, like Barry Sanders or Drew Brees, who you could invest in as well or you could go even older. You could go back into the vintage era of football cards pre-1980 and find some great cards from that era as well. And a lot of big investors prefer to buy exclusively vintage cards because cards prior to 1980 were printed a lot less than cards post-1980, and also many of them were not preserved well. So finding those cards in top condition can be really, really difficult. They're therefore really, really scarce and therefore very, very valuable. So, those cards can be worth a lot over the course of time. Some of those key vintage cards that you might want to look at are the 1976 tops Walter Payton card, the 1958 tops Jim Brown card, the 1957 tops Johnny Unitas card, the 1972 tops Roger Staubach card the 1965 tops Joe Namath card, or you can go even older than that and find stars from the decades prior. Now, if you're gonna be investing in football cards, we generally recommend investing in graded cards exclusively, especially if it's a card more than a year or so old. The reason for this is the grading process has some real benefits to you as an investor. First of all, it authenticates the card it lets you know that the card is real. This is particularly important for cards that are older, cards from the vintage card era, so you know that you're not buying a fake. The second thing that it does is that it gives it a quality grade. And the quality of the card makes a huge difference from an investing standpoint. People want to buy cards that have really high grades in terms of quality. And not only does grading ensure the quality of a card and give you an understanding of the quality, but they also let you know what the market is on that card. Because if a card has a particular grade, let's say a PSA 9, you can go into the Sports Card Investor app and you can see what that particular card sold for in PSA 9 condition before. You can compare apples to apples, knowing that the card you are buying today is the same condition as cards that have previously sold in that same grade. Whereas if you buy an ungraded card, a raw card, the condition you don't know what the condition is, right? The condition could be affected by a lot of things. So the historical price graphs of a raw card tend to bounce around a lot because the crispness of the corners, the edges of the card, the surface of the card, and the centering of the card can have a lot of impact on the card's value if the card is not graded. Now, overall, there are not nearly as many football cards graded out there in the world as there are uh, basketball or baseball cards. In fact, according to data from GemRate, just 12% of the cards graded by PSA in 2021 were football cards. This lagged far behind basketball and baseball, and even Pokemon had a lot more cards graded than football cards in 2021. Of course, what this does mean once again is that if football cards uptick in popularity in the future, there could be opportunity for football cards to escalate more quickly in price than what we have seen other types of cards from other sports escalate in price because so much of the sports card hobby is driven by supply and demand. So if the supply of a particular card is lower and demand starts to increase, that gives the opportunity for that card's prices to increase much more rapidly. But be careful because cards printed in the last couple of years have been printed a lot more than cards printed in the years prior to that. When you start looking at football cards from 2019, 2020, 2021, there were a lot more of those cards printed than cards printed from years prior. So be careful because recent football card releases have been printed heavily. And when you think about supply and demand, there's a lot of supply of football cards from the last couple of years. So oftentimes investors will go for older cards that were printed less with lower population counts because there's less supply overall. So a little bit of a demand increase can cause those cards to go up in value more rapidly. All right, guys, I hope you found this episode helpful. If you like it, Hit that like button right now. Hit that subscribe button and that little bell icon so we can continue to bring you more content like this. And don't forget to go download that Sports Card Investor app. That is gonna be your best friend on your football card collecting journey. And if you are going to start to buy football cards, the Sports Card Investor app makes it super simple for you to shop by showing you the best deals on eBay today for any card that you look up. Just search for Sports Card Investor on the App Store on your phone. It is 100% free to download and use. Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you back in a few days with our next episode.